Welcome to Architects, where we go inside the minds of the world's best directors, musicians, actors, and more. Two visionaries who shape the world around us with their art. I'm Taj Critchlow, and joining me is Director X. If you didn't get to hear our last episode with visionary Dave Myers, make sure to go back and check it out. X and I weren't planning on this being a two-part podcast, but Dave was dropping so many gems that we had no choice. In this episode, Dave breaks down the making of Travis Scott's sickle mode, the awakening that led him to take up photography and his brief stint mentoring Kanye West. Here's part two of our interview with Dave Myers. When you're getting a call from an artist, it's a purposeful engagement. It's like, yes. no, I want you to help me bring my, to bring this visual to life, which leads me to my next question. As another frequent collaborator, Travis Scott, um, we, we touched upon it a couple of times through this conversation, but Sycamore, again, one of those videos that became a, another cultural soundbite to like, holy fuck, like, what the hell did we just see? Can you speak to that, like how that collaboration came about? Uh, someone like Travis, who's very mysterious, super creative, to you know, to work with you to allow you to one create this world with him, and two, again, bringing in what you do awesomely is utilizing post in a way where it's purposeful and meaningful to help really, you know, bring this 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 world to life. Uh, before I forget, um, you had asked earlier where my post interest comes from, and it's actually kind of a funny. I mean, obviously, there's the fantasy side of my personality, but fantasy and hip hop don't go very well together. Um, <laughs> and, and so I learned that the lesson the hard way. Um, but um, but what the post came from was was the artist staying in the trailer for 12 hours and me having to figure out how to make a video. Right. Um, and so I started to learn how to do head replacements and, you know, like you, you, you shoot shit and then and then kind of put the artist in later. Um, and that, that stemmed way back from the early days, but I wasn't, you know, and the technology was at a certain level where you look back now and the post is, oh, that looks corny or whatever. But, you know, at the time it was, it was, it was some new shit, you know, but, um, that's where it kind of birthed from. And then now, uh, with, with Travis, that relationship came about because, uh, well, I shot humble and love simultaneously. Um, and so, so it was a four day shoot and I, 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 I kind of mixed it all up, but Travis came down and was in love. I think that's still in the video, but I met him on love and, and, and then he, you know, so I, I mean, I, I assume, I don't know how it works. You'd have to talk to them to figure out what, how I popped to their mind. Uh, but from my end, I, I know that we met there and, and like Kendrick with the commercial year earlier, when I meet someone, it's like it demystifies. It's like, Oh, okay. I, that, that dude looks, I'm sure that they think I'm, you know, I don't know, whatever they think, you know, I'm approachable. Let's just say, um, and, uh, and, and then that, and then they, I get the phone call. Um, so I did stop trying to be God first. Um, and I was, you know, I did, I, you know, I, the first video, you have all kinds of anxiety over like, are they going to show up? You know, is this one of the Mars <laughs> take 12 hours to get to set? Like, you know, you don't know, you know? And so I, I was petrified, but I wrote sort of the best I could write. And like I said, I sort of felt like there was an ironic theme of commenting on, narcissism as, as sort of like a, a, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing I was able to pull out of the song. So I just leaned into that and he, and it was weird that he actually picked up on all the aesthetics. He wanted to ride a drag and he was cool. He was cool putting on a God beard and, and being my Monty Python inspired <laughs> reference. You know, like I was like, it was just, it was just interesting. Cause I never, I didn't know if he would take to all that stuff and he did. 
And he, and he brought Travis to it. He, he performed it in a way that I would never know even how to ask. So I was fascinated by that too. Uh, and so that collaboration came out and it made noise for him. And then he had a really great release of Astro World. Um, and so I, I just said, congratulations. And he's like, dude, I need you to do the next one. Are you down? <laughs> and, and, that, and that was, it was a text from him. And now we're talking. And I, and I said, oh yeah, cool. What is it? And he said, sickle mode. So then I was like, now I understand him. Now I know he is the guy that shows up to set. Now I know he will go crazy with any crazy visual I come up with. And so I'm, now I'm challenged. Now he's giving me what, 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 at least to my ears, seemed like even a hotter song than the previous one. Had Drake on it. Never got to work with Drake because X locked him up for so many years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so this is my chance to kind of like, shit, baby. <laughs> um, you know, so it was a chance to like, you know, it's like the guest, the guest appearances in hip hop. I always love, you know, or even, I mean, it's not even just hip hop, but because you get to meet, you, you get to spend time with somebody that you might not to otherwise. But then Drake didn't come to the original shoot, so I wasn't even sure what was going on behind the scenes. And I took advantage of that, you know, and I basically shot as if I knew Drake would come eventually. And um, and I shot all because Drake, when he came, only had four hours and he's half the song. Wow. And I was like, so post ended up being, my, you know, I, I just sort of saw it coming and I, I ended up shooting all the background plates before he before he came. So his four hours with us, we did 10 setups on green. I like change this, change that, change that. Like it was like we were just in a parking lot. And I was like, okay, now you're here with your dog. Now you're doing this. Now you're doing that. Okay, I just painted the world, but I'd already shot it all. It was already edited. So I was able to show it to him like, hey, here's you. And, you know, and even, you know, I don't want to decode too much of it, but there, there, was, there was definitely some stuff that you would have thought was done one way that wasn't. Um, and, 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 but that was, it was a mean, a lot of the post is a means to an end. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of like a way of survival, which is, is where it kind of births from. And, and it's my style of survival. You know, I'm sure X, you got your version of, of survival and, and what you your what you go to when the shit hits the fan. You know, for me, it was like I, I, I just try to figure out how to keep my vision intact, you know, despite some of the odds of, of, the, of the business. You know, the other part was Houston. You know, Travis's only notes on the thing was like he wanted slabs in it. He wanted to be in Houston. You know, Houston didn't really have the texture that like, you know, like, you know, as filmmakers, you, you look for texture. And then, you know, obviously the city, the, the people have texture. But like, like the 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 city is kind of smaller. Like the buildings, like is it, you know, like you have to kind of frame it carefully to really capture the experience of Houston in a way that you know. So that that, that was actually you know where a lot of some of the, and that was another one where I you know that's why I did it that that face montage at the start. That's why I colored it like a little it was a bombs over Baghdad trick. You know, I, I sort of colored the opening. I was just trying to like create an experience that was like unstoppable and in, in, in a way to distract from the pool side looking kind of like just a, 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 a you know, very <laughs> like all, all this, the, the sets were not extremely visual, let's just say, you know, so I had to kind of use visuals to kind of bring that value out. So anyway, that's a great piece of work, man. It's another fucking classic thing that pushes the, the, the art form forward as well. You know, it's uh, it, it, it changes things a bit. It's just, it's something, yeah, it's like, but you know how it is. Like, you don't see that. I don't know if it on Hotline Bling, you, like you were like, oh, this is hot. Like, like you know, I, I don't know what maybe you did, but but for me, I, I can't see it. I just saw it. To me, it's really survival. It's like, damn, this is a five-minute song or four-and-a-half-minute song or whatever it was. Right. And the song changes. I mean, part of the style of Sicko Mode came from the fact that I don't – I hear like three or four songs in that thing. You know, there's like an intro with Drake style. Then it's like Travis has a, uh, a section. And then – and then uh, – 
you know, and then Drake comes in with a whole different style. And so the visuals I felt like needed to kind of adjust or, or reflect that somehow. It's, like I said, man, it's a great, it's a great thing for me. I don't, if I start thinking about the end result, it doesn't work. I think kind of what you're saying there, there's the purity of whatever's driving you, you know, yeah. um, is it, and then when you, then when you're getting close to being done, you're like, Oh, this is, this will be fun. This looks interesting. This may, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you show um, somebody, they're kind of like, Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, I'd, like, for Hotline Bling, I was like, oh, I think hip-hop will respond. I, I thought, I knew, that, looking at it, like, oh, I think the culture will respond to this. Hmm. And then it just fucking exploded into a phenomenon. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Global. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, BBC anchors were doing the dance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, and for me, I'm always trying to push little things I want to see in culture. Right. Even so, Drake dancing is a big thing. I've always want to get I feel like dance is a big ele- element for me and getting people to to dance and getting that understanding of that through into the world. I always enjoy. Right. Drake doing it. Sean Paul was also that same kind of energy. Like, yeah, the, you know, what I'm saying the, oh, yeah, those, I can see that uh, in what y'all. Yeah. Your work always had that, uh, you know, that was always right. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know. Big or small, that was always the yeah. I can see that. That's the, in, yeah, that ener- the energy's there. That, that just yeah. that, that that like you're saying that 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 thing, you know. But I I got some questions for you though. Tom, talk about your photography. How that how that evolution? Were you always taking pictures, or did you pick up the camera? Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people may not know. So we should explain that you are seriously taking pictures. It ain't no hobby. Like you did album covers. You're doing advertisement. Like you're a photographer. Yeah. Um, you know, like everything, I guess, on my journey, it's birth. I mean, and video uh, videos speak to that, as we've been saying, but it's all kind of survival based and just sort of like. Uh, so what happened was I was doing some crappy car commercial, uh, you know, in that era when I had moved on from videos, uh, you know, and and a, a photographer kept leaning. I had spent hours and hours trying to find a cast. That, that, that you know create families out of uh, like a you remember when uh, well I guess they still are like that um, the bars the signals on cell phones they, they go yeah. up so it was a mm-hmm. bars campaign where people had to be in like you know high, heights and so yeah. we, you know tons and tons of casting and ultimately I get to set and and um, the photographer keeps leaning over my shoulder and taking the picture of my frame and then somehow it was it was at the same he was rep by my company and so I was able to find out that he made more than me on the commercial. Wow. And uh, and I was like, I immediately called and I was like, this is absurd. I don't want anybody leaning over my shoulder ever again. And uh, and I, I was also absurd how much money that a photographer can make leaning over my shoulder. Um, so initially it was uh, it was birthed out of like, this is just not right. And I, I don't have rights to get residuals and all the th- other things that we're talking about. Those don't exist. But I do have right to not allow a photographer to shoot my set. Um, and, and so I, I, I sort of got, uh, upset at that moment. And then that upset thing, I started calling photographer reps and asking, they're like, well, where's your photography? <laughs> and, and like the movies, it's like, oh, I have none. Um, so I built my, my, uh, office at, uh, at my commercial office, I built it into a studio and on Fridays I would have photo Fridays and I would just, I would, all the casting from the commercials I was doing, it was really, I learned another life lesson I learned is we would cast the people for the commercial and then I would go back and look through the casting and, and I would say, who do I want to shoot as a photographer? And it was always different than who we used in the commercial. And it, it taught me 
why my commercials sometimes go the route of, well, not, not because of me, but because of the corporations and all the influences above us, why they get that, why they come out corny. Cause they're not, you know, I, my pure sense is actually a different face than what I actually end up being associated with in commercials. And so that was a really big life lesson. So I was intoxicated by that and did a lot of like, I just shot different sort of series of portraits. Once I had that, then I was like, oh, I, I got to expand this. And I, I learned that there's a difference between portraits and lifestyle. So I sort of like, a, like was a, a road scholar of, uh, is that the right word? Like, a, like, a, like learning as I went, uh, how, how photographers are categorized. Um, and so the album covers really just came with Ariana, um, you know, where she was all inclusive, which, which I'll, I'll get to. Um, but it, it was sort of built there. And I did lifestyle for a couple of years on, on the backs of commercials. When I went around the world, I would just like, oh, let's, I would shoot stuff. My commercial uh, producer, executive producer, started to realize that he could package me. And he's like, oh, you know, Dave does photography. And then, and then my celebrity relationships, when I do a celebrity commercial, they're like, oh, Dave will just do the photography. And uh, originally there was a little resistance because the agencies want the celebrity photographer over here. Sometimes there was celebrity resistance because I didn't know that celebrity, but when they were musicians, they never was resistance. And so, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, it's been a 10 year journey of, I don't put much, it's not in the foreground of my journey, but it's something that I guard that I don't have that guy leaning over my shoulder. And so if there's a great photographic, you know, and then it's evolved. So uh, in my sweetie video, my daughter uh, who's graduating um, this year, was on set shooting photography. I mean, Sweetie had her people, but I made sure that people that, that the photographers that are close to me and, and, and my assistant is, comes from photography. And so they were both shooting, you know, pictures and, and got, you know, and, you know, so at least, at least, you know, I'm, I'm at least a mentor and at least I'm, I'm opening a door for people that I, I like their, their vision. So it, it's just been, the photography is an interesting subject, but the, the new heights was when I did uh, the Sweetener album, uh, when, when, when Ari, uh, that was the first phone call from Ari, and and she asked me to do everything on that album, which um, I've long thought, and X, I'm sure you feel this too, like, like why, like, I, there's a new phenomenon of creative directors, that that the artists have these creative directors, and I'm like, there's sometimes they're the stylist, or they're a high school mm. friend, and I'm like, wait, well, creative director, technically, in its purest form, is someone who has a greater vision than even me, is somebody who really understands the the, the three six an artist brand and after 15 years in advertising it's like what advertisers do it's what the agencies get hundreds of millions for that's a creative director you know to have the wherewithal to have x what x was saying about the right tone for the culture or have me with with, what my process is but 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 bigger than just what the camera lens does or what dancers hot or or what story you know what you know what what, you know but the 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 whole 360 so ari by like you know I, i just gave me permission of what that looked like uh, so I, I shot her album cover uh, and I shot all the, the, the Spotify content in that one day. Um, and then we rolled that in and I built a trust and I rolled that into a video or three videos in a row. Then we did an Adidas campaign, a perfume campaign. Some were videos, some were commercials, I, you know, I'm sorry, were, were print. And, and I really loved it. It was really great because the relationship with the artist was fantastic, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and when you do all of it, there's, it, it, our money-making opportunities are similar to the artist. So the artist mm. video is sort of a hit and a video is a hit for me, but the commercial is not a hit, <laughs> you know, for right. them, they want to show up, do their hours and take their check. And so, so do I, you know, and, and, but, but you can all, you can also apply a 360 to it where, where the agencies and clients and stuff like that are going through me to understand the idea that the artist wants. 
And, mm. and so the creative actually gets better. So the, the you know, the, the, uh, the impact of, of being a part of that was, you know, and, and yeah. So, so anyway, that, that was, that was sort of the photography chapter. And now, now in the last year or so, it's, it's just, it, it's been really easy to just, you know, every time there's a celebrity, I just get kind of, oh, able to shoot the shot, you know, and, and, um, it, 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 it you know, meaning that, that like commercially it became a package. Getting out. Do you feel, how, how do you feel, has the photography influenced your, or how is that artistically what come back to your filmmaking? Yeah. So I, I think I'm very, very much, uh, you know, my sophomore, junior or pass of photography. Like I'm not, I have a lot more that I have to say there. I've not, I've not let my freak flag fly too high. Um, but part of that, uh, which I'm now re- maturing to see, but I had no idea of is, is, is that those portraits I took in my office were purity. But when I felt like it and I get, we're used to a huge audience when our videos come out. So I take all these portraits and I finish them. I put them on website. People talk to me about my next video. No one's talked about my photography ever, mm. you know, I, yeah. I, and, and I don't even really get talked to about my Ariana photography. I just see it on Times Square. I see it on the spot. I'm like, damn, that picture went everywhere. Um, yeah. And so I saw the impact, the lasting impact of photography. And that was a very different experience than how videos are received. Um, and so the exercise of photography is an exercise in, in, in uh, uh, minimalism, at least, at least until I get my Chappelle or La Chapelle um, chance, you know, where you can really mm-hmm. do production design. But, but generally, photography is simple. It's about the honesty that you're getting from the, the person in front of the camera. You know, even the lens, if I use a 50 mil or an 85 mil, like, I don't know that the fans really know. They just know that there's an honest, believable image in front of them. And so that vulnerability was a huge, huge thing for someone like me that's kind of ADD, not 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 diagnosed ADD, but sort of MTV, you know, like wants to change the setup every five seconds, never wants to repeat a setup. Like I have this more, more, more kind of way that I like to create where I like to entertain myself. Photography was the exercise of the opposite of minimalism and, 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 and having the, the, the courage. And that's where Billy, I guess, maybe was built out of that. You know, the Billy bad guy video was just it was I, I didn't have much. It was a smaller budget. So I just I just focused on portraits. And um, and I was shocked that I liked the video when it came out, <laughs> you know, because it was, it was, it, there was power in just a portrait. Um, if you have the right person in doing the right portrait. Um, and, and so. She was such a unique voice that just shooting her as a so. Anyways, how it influences me, I think all of it. I I think that the 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 top level answer to that is that always staying a student is the the recipe to a long career. You know, at the moment you think your shit is hot, uh, that's a very hard thing. Awards are hard for me, you know, uh, because I feel like, and I I'm meaning specifically on a personal level. You know, when you accept that something's hot, you have to accept when something's not. Uh, and so I, I, you know, like, and, and when you're young, you, oh, wow, it's hot. And then you, oh, man, I, I missed, you know, like it, it's <laughs> such a roller coaster that I didn't like that emotionally as an artist. And so I, I've, I've worked to be very neutral uh, uh, emotionally. Uh, and, and so, you know, things like huge successes, like humble made me more afraid than excited. I'm aware that it was huge. I'm aware that that's a good thing for me. And I allowed myself a little bit of patting on the back, but, but I also felt like, Oh my God, now I'm going to be expected to deliver this. Um, <laughs> and, and I needed to get ahead. I needed to do the homework. I needed to figure out what did I just tap into? What, 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 what was going on? I had to, you know, and thank, 
thankfully there's YouTube people that broke it down for me and told me what was special. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of it, uh, an accident you tell me, but like sometimes you can't see outside your own forest and you have to be really, really careful to, that's what I mean by staying a student is like, sometimes even if you're not an egotistical person, you, you just get comfortable with your style. And that is a, a form of, of giving up your ability to create and, and, and the, 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 what I, I've always felt was the reason Kanye is so successful is he's tormented. I don't, you know, I don't need, mm. I don't need on a personal level, I'm not going to speak on that. He can, you know, read his interviews or whatever, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but how he sits with culture, why this guy who can say all these crazy things or go up on stage and rip the mic from Taylor, like how is he still popular was a question that people were asking as time went on. Even, even as he said, is, is those weird comments, you know, that, that alienated like everybody, um, you know, you still, uh, you still wonder like, what is it, what is it in the fabric of him? And, it, and, it, and it's, it's the conflict in his, in his soul that I'm feeling as a fan, you know, and the fact that it makes him unpredictable. Every time he comes out, he's doing something different. And I, as I, I, I never really did a Kanye video, but I signed him very well, not signed him, but I, I, I mentored him very briefly as a director uh, for, uh, when he did ordinary people and four corners with common, I w- it was through the company and, and I was exposed enough to him as a, as a, you know, not as a director artist relationship, but more as a producer director relationship mm-hmm. and, and found him compelling. Like, and I re- it really changed. It, it really, that, that's the word compelled. I yeah. think that, and that's what, what you're saying. You're compelled. You can, as an artist, you're compelled to do something. You're, com- yeah. you are compelled you're compelled to push yourself. Yeah. You're compelled to, to try and do something new. Kanye is compelled. I, I'm compelled right now on story. Like Taj knows. I, I, I live in story structure. I preach it like it's gospel. I'm compelled to, to die. This is what I want. I just can't. I want to learn it. I want to study it. I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and jump in there and live in that world. And that compulsion, it ha- one, it has to be there. And then to go with it. It's not, I don't think it's force yourself every day to get up and write a treatment. Like uh, maybe for some people that works. And if you're compelled to do that, but it was, where is your heart as an artist yeah. taking you and going with that and embracing that? Like the same way you said, you've, you embrace the fear in its own way. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you've embraced what the way you feel about these projects and what that makes you do and that, what that makes, how that makes you push. Yeah. Right. And it makes you, it makes you unique work. And uh, I mean, we're, we're almost, I do want to touch on something. I want to give you your flowers because um, during the Black Lives Matter moment over the summer, right, there was a lot going on. And, and for a lot of people, it was like a weird place to be. And you reached out to me like, yo, I see what you're doing, X. You know what I'm saying? But I also saw what you did. You took down everything on your Instagram page. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. I, think you, I think you might have just been a black square, but you just kind of yeah. you just kind of turned the lights off. And I know that was an acknowledgement of the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, I, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think, but it was, yeah. Well, it, it was cause you know what? Cause you're from hip hop, you're a hip hop director. You're from this thing. Right. And there's a, you acknowledging that cause there was this weird moment where we're looking around at, um, you know, the white directors and white people just in the business and like, yo, are y'all, are you, y'all see what's going on? Right. And there was some anger for some people, but you saw what was, I mean, you're truly, you saw what was going on. You know, it, it was what we were, it's what we wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? That you, you know what that moment is. I mean, it's lovely 
that that's how you received it. Uh, I'll tell you for me what it, what was going on in that moment, you know, um, for so many reasons beyond who I am publicly. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also interracially married. Uh, um, I, I grew up with most a, a great deal of my friends from from my early years are multicultural. Let's just say, you know, black, Asian. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a you know, the, 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 the divisive separation of race in the world is something that was foreign to me when I left Berkeley and showed up at college. I understood what we now are seeing in culture. Like, but I, I didn't understand to the level that that moment last summer exposed. But what I found troubling during, you know, was that I, and that's why I reached out to you to, to compliment you. Cause I was like, what is, what is, what am I supposed to do in this moment? Like I've always just moved in the shadows and, and, you know, on anything, I, I'm just a shadow kind of person. I like to be, you know, in the sand. And this was a moment where you had to be out of the sand. And, and, uh, and I didn't want, I was, I was looking at social media and seeing a lot of people bandwagoning. I, even, even if it meant the right thing, it was sort of like all these people jumping on the moment and, and to some degree, some of those people, that's who they are in culture. They're, 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 they're spokespeople. But I, I, was, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm like that. I'm not, that's not the relationship I have with social media. Um, I just felt like the world changed last summer. Yeah. And everything that I had to say before that was irrelevant. And whatever mm-hmm. I said going forward, I wanted, it was a reminder. Remember I told you about my website? Social media was a reminder of who I am. you know, to the outside world. And all that was important in that moment was like, as a, you know, no matter who I am inside on the outside, I'm a white person. And that's just, you know, and, 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 and separate conversations about how much acclimation or on non-acclimation to, to various current social, you know, that's that's a different path we could talk about another time. But I felt a little bit like this is not my moment to speak, you know, and, and so how can I speak if this is not my moment? And the irony is I was telling my wife about three days before everybody did the black box. Um, I was like, I feel like I should do a black box and delete everything on my Instagram. And then three days mm-hmm. later, I think Lapita was the first Instagram I saw with the black box. I'm like, because my wife was like, no, nah, man, you, you know, that's not, that's not acceptable. That's not, that's not going to mean anything. And, and, and then when I saw everybody doing it, I'm like, damn, like now, now I'm looking like I'm following. <laughs> but you're leading, you're in the energy, you're, you're tapped well, in. I, I, but yeah, so I, I, I realized at the end, I'm not using social media to follow. So even if I don't care what people think, what I care about is me uh, doing what I feel is right. And so I just wiped it clean. And then, I, I, but I, I still was, that was not enough. Um, and so what was interesting is, um, you know, we're in COVID, we're, ha- we're having that summer of, of Black Lives Matter and, and videos have been shut down and there's no permits. And I get this phone call from Anderson Pack, and, and, and he, he, we ha- he had been sending music with me, but they were like, you know, oh, this song with this person and that person, it was all cool and vibey. And he just on a Saturday, he sent me, he's like, I had just recorded this, came back from the protest. What do you think? I, and I listened to it and I'm like, Pack, we gotta, we gotta shoot this in like tomorrow. <laughs> like this is, this is a now thing. We gotta, you know, and I, I, it's the fastest video I ever put together, but we, sh- I tried to do it the next day, but it took me a day to, to get, you know, and then it turned out we couldn't get permits. So we had to make sure the label knew and that we're putting everybody in, in, in danger of, of like shooting when you're not supposed to shoot. And, and we kind of just went and went renegade for like $2 and shot that video out. And that felt good because I was able to use what, what voice I am, I do have, 
you know, because I, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some, I'm not Stacey Abrams. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, you know, I mean, not that, I, you know, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not someone who is, takes to the mic, like you were doing. Like I, I watched yeah. you, I was watching you during that whole period. I'm like, oh, you feel what you're saying is interesting to me. I don't know that I have anything to say that's interesting just yet. So I was searching for how to say and how to be a part of the moment from the lens in which I, I know how to operate because that's that voice I feel like is acceptable. And so, so yeah, so the, 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 the black square was, was just a start and, and I haven't been able to go back. I saw some, I, I just, I, it, it, to me, I'll never go back to what was before. I don't even know what was before anymore. It's deleted, you know, like, like, it, cause yeah. my life changed. Um, uh, and, and for the better, cause like a lot of, it was suddenly like, there was a lot of horrible things happening, but the conversation, and I, I, that was why I was liking what you were doing. I was like, wow, the conversation is relevant to people. And, right, yeah. and if the right people talk at this time, the conversation won't become irrelevant. And, and so birthing, you, you know, I don't know what you did prior to that moment, but it felt like in that moment, you got a lot more vocal from video directing. You shifted over to another, like even what this has turned into, it just seemed like mm-hmm. you, you used your voice in a way that, I, you know, I look up to. It was like, wow, it's, it's, it's a bigger vision than just, expressing videos for me I, I i'm still always searching for how to do that but i'm being long but you did it right man and that's what i said i want to give you your flowers on that because it's like you're saying you're compelled to do certain things and yeah. that's what compelled you and that's what we again we needed that because there was a lot of folks that were you know came up through this hip-hop thing yeah came up through the culture and we're posting like nothing's going on you know what i'm saying and i mean e- even politely you should that i was like polite you know what i'm saying nothing it was a real moment. And like I said, it was, you did, I could see what you did. It was more than just, I need to acknowledge this. Even on a polite level, I need to acknowledge what my thing is. Yours actually came from the heart. And um, like I said, it was appreciated because that's what we're looking for. Real, you really are from this thing. You're really part of the hip hop culture and you knew that something had to be said. A true, a true ally, a true ally. And, and, and like you said, like the way you grew up having a very multicultural um, environment and and diverse group of friends, it's 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 what kept you in the know how in terms of understanding culture, understanding what we're going through, and then the fact that in your own personal life, like you said, having a uh, interracial relationship, like it's it speaks to what's going on, and it's important that in these times where we all stand up together and speak out, and and just to echo what X is saying, it was most definitely recognized and respected, and. It's just, it just adds another level of respect that we have for you outside of just being an artist, but just as a human being, you know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. But yeah, again, like you said, it was just, just the moment, you know, compelled. It's amazing. Uh, and, and I think there's lots more to be, you know, I can't, I can't wait for the poets. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like X and I are both going to get tracks. They're coming. I think that it got a little quiet because there's Black Lives Matter, but there's also COVID. <laughs> yeah. And, and COVID is, is, um, really had some weird ripples and i don't think i mean videos certainly are still dropping but but i feel like the way in which like the artists that really are going to move culture they're waiting for people to go back to socializing and yeah at least what it feels like or, or at least for them to be able to like, do their concert to recoup you know and so i i think that but i believe yeah. there's a lot to be said in the in the in what's birth i think we watched a birth you know a birth of of, of the next generation and then i and i can't wait to to you know, to see kind of how that manifests in, you know, I mean, we're seeing it, I'm seeing it all the time in content. I mean, content's gotten so diverse, so many different stories are being told. It's exciting. You know, it's exciting because every time you, every Friday, there's a new streamer with a new show by a new filmmaker. 
it's a little overwhelming because it just seems like, you know, like sustainability of that many careers is going to be challenging, you know, for the, for the business. So I think there'll be a yeah. lot of, uh, uh, you know, but it, it's uh, certainly as a fan, it's just, it's an exciting time to be kind of living through uh, other, other than COVID. But. Absolutely. And then just speaking about poets, big shout out to Amanda Gorman, who uh, did that amazing poem at the inauguration. She was fucking incredible. And then we saw her again at the Super Bowl. So I think you're again on something, Dave, in the sense where poetry is kind of is going to have a whole different meaning. And and Amanda is is an example of that, like that that poem that she did at the uh, um the Biden inauguration, it literally brought me to tears in a lot of people, hence why they brought her to the Super Bowl. But I feel like there's such a whole new perspective and, and voice and outlook that poets are going to bring to the forefront, to the masses, is going to have the public looking at them for true, true wisdom and knowledge and just understanding where we're at as a culture, right? Um, but um, yeah. We're about to wrap up and we always have two questions that I like to throw at our guests. And I guess, you know, question one of many um, is what are your favorite rituals that recharges your creativity? Usually I cycle between uh, playing the latest video game because uh, I was so immersive in worlds and stuff. Um, I probably played Red Dead for a good year. I played uh, uh, This Is Us. Uh, no, The Last of Us 2 was what I've most recently... I played that game twice because it was so in sync with the times that we're in. Um, <laughs> and then getting I, practicing, getting ready for the, yeah, <laughs> getting well, ready for the game. <laughs> well, emotionally, you can, when, you, when you play a video game, you get so immersed in, the, especially these storytelling games, you just get lost in the, the reality for like a week. You know, not just two hours. Um, and then TV shows, I really love streaming. You know, I'm, I'm going through Fargo right now. And just like, there's so much out there that that I'm always surprised when there's another show that, you know, that, you, you know, um, uh, so th that really kind of reboots me. And, re you know, when I'm humbled by other people's work, I, 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 I get charged up. And then the other and then and then, you know, the hot tub, you know, anytime I, I you know, I just go sit in the hot tub and, and just kind of, you know. That's, but that's, you know, that's, that's because I can't go to the spa, <laughs> but like, you know, there's, 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 there's value in it. As funny as it is, it's also for me, it's actually value because my brain's racing all the time and you sit in the hot tub, your brain can't race. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you just sort of get into the, the, sim the simplicity of the moment of, and, and, and that smelling the flowers is, or, 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 you know, just being present in the present moment is, is sort of what I like when I can get out of my own head. And that, that charges my battery, I'll, you know, and, and in a different world, traveling and all that kind of stuff and seeing different cultures. And, you know, I really loved uh, just before COVID, I traveled the world uh, for a commercial. And, uh, you know, we were in Singapore, Paris, the Great Wall of China. Like, it was just like, wow, this is a job. <laughs> you know? hmm. And, and, and back from that, I, I just think, you, you know, obviously we have American uh, cultural things that need to be recognize and address but when you travel the world and see how different cultures are living and 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 hear the insights of different cultures it's really eye-opening of just how complex humanity is and I, I find that inspiring too just just the the opportunity to and i did a i did a huge chinese video like a year or two ago and 
and I don't know if it, I, I don't know any, it doesn't play on the YouTube here. <laughs> so like like like, it's, <laughs> like but I, I just had this fantasy of like, oh, this is my gift back to the, what I've been shown. I've done several things in China that a lot of Chinese folks have shared their outlook that the dawn of a new era, like the, the birth of dreamers where they used to be workers. Like, and, and what does that even mean? And I was invited into that culture. And I was like, so I wanted to try to sh- share my culture of videos with their, their artist. And so I, I, I that, that inspires me. I, I don't get on long winded. I don't have a, what was your second question? <laughs> We're running out of time. No, it's, it's all good. And actually funny enough, you mentioned um, the last of us, uh, HBO is actually about to do a, a live action adaptation of it with, I know. Uh, don't you think I hit my agents every time I hear these things? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hit them about uh, every time. I'm like, that's the game. I'm the guy. And then yeah. it's like the same politics we spoke to. It's like somebody who this or that. And so it's hard to get in on those those rooms. But yeah, that the, the ones that I I would flip the hell out of that game. And and the other the other one that I love is uh, uh, Uncharted. And, and oh, Uncharted is badass. Yeah, it's badass. I mean, Grand Theft. It, it was ten years ago. I wanted to do Grand Theft, but that one's just a pie in the sky. But um, yeah, I, I've always thought that I could really because I'm good at world building. That's what I love, and so those are such immersive worlds. Anyway, yeah, awesome. Uh, and, and talk about further to inspiration. Can you just recommend or just throw out there like? Uh, what are some of the, I guess, latest short form pieces of content in the world of like commercials or music videos, branded content that's really like got you excited or really um, opened up excitement in your mind that you've watched in recent times? So there's a lot. Um, the, the premise by which I would say is that anytime I see something that I don't think I can do, uh, I am inspired. Um, that goes back to in film school when I saw Goodfellas and I just felt like I was nothing as a filmmaker, you know, or, you know, and, and, and so when I see there's certain occasionally music videos, it's harder. Uh, but you know, it, 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 most music videos, I, I have a relationship with a version of that, that I could have done. There's a couple that come out like bad girls, MIA or bad girl. Yeah. Like I just watched that. And I'm like, in a million years, I never would have thought to go to Morocco and shoot some dudes doing Rough Rider stuff. Like, like just culturally, <laughs> you know, the filmmaking I understand. I understand how to shoot a shot like that or this or that. I understand how to beauty light a MIA. But, but col- the, the cultural movement of that was just like humbling. Um, the, on storytelling, episode seven, I think it is, of Watchmen with Dr. Manhattan was the craziest love story writing that I've ever Ooh. seen. Like, I mean, it was such a flex. And, and the fact that that made sense was the, the flex of all. Like, that is hard to make that emotional and to mind fuck you like that and also enjoy it, you know? So it was just, it was just uh, there's a few, you know, a uh, few moments like that. You know, I've been, you know, Fargo as a whole series has kind of been, keeps, keeps catching me off guard with their choices, you know? It's just like such uncomfortable situations that are funny. And, um uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it's so like all four seasons are consistently that tone, which I find fascinating. So I just always look to things that I don't expect. Uh, well, I don't even know that sometimes, Oh, what was it? Uh, what was it? devs? There's a show called devs that I didn't even hear about. It was just because of COVID I was bored and everybody was sharing notes on shows and heard someone talk about that. And man, that was a, that was a humbling show too for the sci-fi junkie in me. Um, and really it still sits with me because the existential question they were asking in that seemed tangible when sci-fi feels real 
or like, like yo, that could really be going on. <laughs> and, you know, I was <laughs> super inspired by a, a Disney, uh, I think maybe it's National Geographic, but it's on Disney Plus. I think it's called Year One Million. And it's uh, the most compelling, you know, we all watch sci-fi. Well, I watch sci-fi movies about the future. Um, and most of them are always like Terminator or Mad Max or like things where it's like devastation or like fear, fear mongering in a way um, uh, of right. where, where we are now. And I just thought this year 1 million was showing how humans next step of evolution will be synthesizing ourselves with AI. And it was said in such a neutral way that it actually oh, made yeah. sense. It was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen if we don't blow ourselves up. But you know, like, like that's, that's how we're going to, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It's not like a question of like, it wasn't like when they laid it out, it was like, it was laid out like like Dr. Fauci or something, you know? Like it's just like, yeah, that pragmatically makes sense that we'll develop AI to a level. It's not that they're gonna take over and ruin humans, it's that we'll synthesize ourselves with them. We'll wanna be part of that and we'll become half robotic. And and I just thought that that was- what, what I tell people all the time, the woman who told Kodak that the future of film is digital says the future of humanity is merger. Hmm. And um, I'm, well, I'm gonna check out this show because that, that, you know, she, she, that's what she does. She looks into the future, says, this is where this is headed. That's where it's headed. We're, we're, it's not going to be us versus them. We will become them and they will become us. It's just, yeah. we're all going to be cyborgs to a degree. That's real. That's some, like, that's some, uh, that's some uh, Neil Bloomkemp shit, like Elysium. <laughs> all I can say, man, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the depths of our soul um, for taking time out to, you know, to shoot the shit with us and to giving us a masterclass of a conversation um, about your experiences and things that you've encountered, things that you've done. And again, just, you know, soldier salute for continuing, you know, um, pushing, creating and, and not settling. Cause I always, I truly believe in that, 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 that philosophy that we don't, you know, comfort kills passion and clearly, you know, yourself and X continue to, shift continue to push and and continue to challenge yourselves and to carry the culture of this this format that i love so much which is music video that i truly consider is street poetry which is true street art right basquiat used to make poetry in his in his living room and draw on his fridge and on his walls and then he got commissioned work but to me the music videos was that work that he was writing on the walls of his of his apartment versus the commission work which is our commercials and other things and i just pray that uh you finally get a film project that speaks to your to your passion and allows you to do what the fuck you want and go ape shit and snap and mirror the same success that you had in uh in music videos and transfer that into the you know onto the silver screen but um thank you man and 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 again, just super, super, super uh, respectful. Love you, respect you, and thank you for continue doing what you do for the culture, man. Respect you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate Definitely. it. I thank can't you, tell you how much uh, all these years I never get to talk to directors. When you reached out, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was too way in hype like 15 years ago. I was like, hello, happy Halloween. We want to hang out? <laughs> What's up? And that was it. It's like I've just always been starved. I think it's lovely what you guys are doing, and I think it's lovely to have a conversation. I think that that's something we don't do enough of. So thank you for having me. Thanks to Dave Myers for kicking off Architects. 
Before I go, I want to encourage everyone to go check out some of Dave's early videos. There are so many gems, but if I had to choose, I would go with his Missy videos. Get your freak on, gossip folks, and work it. All classics. If you like this episode, feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Architects Pod. Send us a DM and let us know who else you want to hear on the show. On our next episode, Karina Evans and I are joined by legendary choreographer Tanisha Scott. Thank you for listening. Architects is created by Fella and produced in partnership with Curious Cast. Our theme music and audio production are done by Oso Audio. Peace.